Hey guys, what's up? It's Charlotte Cunningham here, and this is my not-so-expert opinion. Today, what I want to talk about is something that's kind of a little bit awkward for me to talk about, and not because it's personal. I mean, it is personal, but not because it's like, oh, so personal. I I don't want to get into that or anything like that, but it's because I haven't quite made it yet. And I feel like that that God, again, I uh, had this, you know, plan of what I was going to speak about. And so I wrote this podcast down and this idea and and I kind of like flow chart and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, just like everything else in my life, when, when I feel like that I just know the Lord is telling me to go and do this, he kind of like, you know, switches paths a little bit and steers me off into a, a different direction. And that's exactly what, you know, has happened here. And this is not something that normally I would talk about, again, because I haven't made it through. But because of prayer and that sort of thing, I really feel like that the Lord was telling me that, well, see, the issue is that whenever people, especially whenever they break through, tend to do one of two things. They can exaggerate how bad it was, or B, the lens that they view it in becomes different because they've achieved it, so it may minimize or embellish a little bit to add to or take away from, you know, the um, success or how people view it. So this is more of a unedited, I would suppose, point of view. And so what I want to talk about is feeling like that you have an ultimate calling, feeling like that you have an ultimate destiny, a divine destiny, and yet you haven't reached it yet. And not only have you not reached it yet, but you know, in the position that you're at, you're not sure that you'll ever quite reach it, but you know that God has put that in your heart, so at the same time, you believe that you will reach it, which, I mean, is one of the most difficult things in the whole entire world, because I am a very even keel person, so I don't usually get real excited, and I don't usually get real down. And I honestly think that that's the healthiest way to be, but I think that I'm a little too blah at times because then I never really have any momentum from the highs to roll through the lows. I'm just kind of like, all right, you know, one speed, let's go, let's get it. Let's just be consistent and knock this thing out. And for me, one of the things that I've really had to, you know, take... I mean, very, very, very meticulous, meticulous steps in is keeping in mind that it isn't the ultimate goal that I'm reaching for solely, that I'm actually should be embracing the journey that it takes in order to get to the ultimate goal. And one of the things that I can relate it to is it's the sanctification process. You know, it's like the fact that it's a process um, kind of evades people, I think. And I honestly think that a lot of times media and I mean, like as far as news or, you know, that sort of thing. But then also, you know, like the, the shows that we watch, the movies that we watch, you know, it's like, 
oh, this person had $2 million in debt yesterday. Two days later, they worked real hard and look, they're debt free. Woo. And it's like, but that isn't real life. That, that isn't how it really works. You know, like two days ago, my marriage was a disaster. Today I wake up and I feel like, oh, I should be a good husband. I know exactly what to do in order to make my wife happy. I've cheated on her for like, you know, four years, but I can totally fix this in, you know, four days. And that's not real life. And I, th I think that, that that's something that I really had to, you know, deal with. And I mean, from day one, I mean, February 8th of 2014 is whenever I rededicated my life. Okay, so February 8th, two weeks, two weeks after that, I really felt like that God was calling me to ministry. I mean, and then within, you know, five months, I was already on my first mission strip as a rededicated Christian. I just thought, man, this ball is rolling. And then it's like, what I wanted was speaking opportunities. And what, what I wanted was really to be able to preach the gospel. And I do believe, I definitely believe that that is in my future. And I believe that as far as this podcast, that this is kind of an outlet for me, you know, to, to practice. If nothing else, as, as far as how I am able to deliver, you know, what God has put inside of me. But see, here's the thing. I've learned a lot about myself in the middle of this process already. And one of the things that I learned is that I like to get dirty. And what, what I mean by that is I like to be in the trenches. Like I, I love preaching and I love speaking and I love doing podcasts and that sort of thing. But man, I love working for the Lord. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm not talking about standing behind a pulpit working for the Lord. What I'm talking about is being in a dumpster for the Lord because we got to clean something out picking up chairs, um, setting up, doing all this, like, and not only in a, in a church setting, but I mean, anywhere in, in, in a foreign country, handing out meals to homeless people, you know, visiting orphanages, uh, whatever it is. I mean, just real genuine work that really, if, if you're not taking selfies, because I, I know so, some people like to do that kind of thing just to kind of get a rise on Facebook, and that's not me, but I mean, it really goes unnoticed, and I'm not looking for a, for a pat on the back in that, but it, it's like I never really knew that existed because, I mean, if you look at me, a lot of people are like, oh, well, with your hair and how you dress, I bet you've never even seen a four-wheeler. I bet you don't know how to shoot no gun. Give me a break. I grew up in southeast Missouri, bro. That's all we do. That, that's the only thing that's here. It doesn't matter how you dress. I mean, plus... I, I, I laugh because people look at me and they're like, like, oh, that can't be you. Yeah, I see all these people in Missouri riding around with the salt life, you know, whatever stickers on their on their window or on their bumpers or, or whatever, you know, singing about tractors and they don't even live on a freaking farm. I mean, the, the only thing that, that they do is that they wear tight pants and cowboy boots and that's country. Like, come on, man, you've never even seen a green tractor in your life. You don't know how to operate that. Get out of here. But anyway. That isn't the point. The, the, the point is that I've been able to learn a lot about myself and things that, again, because I was always a salesman, I've always been in a, you know, a clean sales environment and I was never lazy or anything like that. And I always enjoyed, you know, working or being outside, but I never knew that that was really inside of me. I, I had no idea that that was a gift that God has given me. 
I mean, and, and, it, and it's funny because it's a gift that God has given me, but not for a profession. Because listen, I will not put up drywall for a living. I just won't do it because I don't like it. I don't care for it at all. Now, if there's a flood down in Baton Rouge and there's a church that is needing people to put up, you know, drywall, well, then guess who the first person is in line is? Me. And yeah, I actually did that last year. I mean, crazy to think. I didn't know anything about drywall. All that I did know was that I can pick up stuff. All that I didn't know was that I can give everything that I have for a week without issue. Give me some work and I'm down. Like, let's do it. And again, I love speaking. I love preaching. I, I feel very blessed with the opportunities that, that I've received. But at the same time, it's like, man, I realize that I can build something from the ground up. And not only that, the, the other thing that, that I found out is, is that for me, I find motivation in odd places, you know, because I go to the gym and whenever I see somebody in the gym, that's like Gronkowski, right? Like six, seven, like 240 pounds. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I mean, it's cool. I get it. That sort of thing. But genetics has a lot to do with that. And, And again, I'm not discrediting it. I'm just being honest. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. You got great genes for that. Awesome. You know, have at it. And, for me, I'm never going to stick out in the gym as far as, oh man, I really wish I was that guy. Um, but I still know, you know, proper techniques. I know all the lifts. I know all that. And I'm in fairly decent shape. But the people who really motivate me are the people who are, you know, 5'7", like 285 pounds that come in, have no clue, just looking silly on a machine. I mean, just looking ridiculous like they've never seen it before. And I know that some people laugh at that, but to me, that's awesome. And the reason why is because they are so sick of where they're at that they're willing to move beyond their comfort zone. Don't know anything about lifting weights. All that they do know is that what they're currently doing isn't working, so they're going to do something else and go at it 100%. And guess what? They've always got my respect. Whenever I see that, if I can, I go up and I'm like, hey, man, you know what? Let me show you how to do this. And I, and I, and I don't do it because, you know, to, to try to appear to be superior or no more or that sort of thing. But I'm like, man, you know what? That is so awesome. You're putting in work. I'm down to work. Like, like, let's go. Whatever you need. You need a spot. I will put my workout on hold. Whatever you need. You know, I'm down. And really for me, I, I think that, that, that that kind of bleeds over for me anyway into the spiritual realm as well. Because whenever I see people that are just, you know, straight off the street, you know, last week was doing crack or whatever, and now just on fire for Jesus and just doesn't care, like, as far as what people think of that sort of thing has all been thrown out the window, I'm like, bro, I've got your back, like, let's go. You want to look stupid or you want to look silly or, or, or don't mind it, you know, especially in the name of Jesus, like, bro, I've been looking for someone like you, let's go do this thing, you know, like, let's get it. And honestly, I didn't really know that that person existed inside of me, but this process that I've been going to has really brought it out. And I had no idea. 
So I'm learning, and, and, and it isn't simple and it isn't easy, but I'm learning to embrace the process. I mean, think about this. I'm 33 years old. I mean, for some people, that may not seem like a big deal, but last year, you know, I was doing a church internship with like 19-year-old kids. Completely out of my comfort zone. Like, our worlds were so different. I mean, they're complaining about you know, parents or their parents not letting them watch TV or their parents, this or that. I'm like, man, I got real life bills going on right now. Like, what are you talking about? Like, like, where is the disconnect here that you're talking to me right now about your, you know, issues or problems that you think I'm going to care about whenever I look at them and I say, that's not even that big of a deal. But I also think that that experience changed my perception because then whenever I hear other people that are suffering from this and then I see on Facebook people just being like, oh, get over it. That's not even a real struggle. In my day, we used to walk, you know, 17 miles uphill both ways in the snow to get to school. Cool, bro. They invented cars. Now I don't have to deal with that. Shut up. I mean, for real, though. And so that, may, that, that aspect really changed my perception of people. Just because you don't see somebody's issue as an issue doesn't mean that it doesn't have a stranglehold on them. And that's the thing. And again, that's what I've learned through this process. This process that I thought was worthless. This process that I couldn't understand why in the world that God would have me doing this nonsense. And now here I am in a position where I am speaking, where I am talking about my experience, where, where I, I, I do have, you know, a um, very strong, consistent relationship with Christ and Christ speaks through me. I have an appreciation for so much more that I didn't even know existed. Now I'm starting to motivate myself. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I'm actually being honest because like, like at, at times you really lose sight of that. And I, and I feel like as I'm speaking about this, you know, I'm getting convicted myself about some things that I've lost sight of. And maybe that's the reason why the God was telling me, you know, you need to do this podcast in, in particular. You know, specifically this topic. Because, man, the, the thing that I know is that even though that I'm, it's unknown and my financial situation has actually completely turned around, it, it, it was like... God put me in this in this season from where I was to the season that I was at, you know, and it, and it was a huge drop off. And now I'm already back to where I was before. And then I feel like and some because I have an awesome girlfriend now. You know, I have situations in, in, in my life that never would have came about had, had, had I not been put in, the, in that situation. I mean, I wouldn't have understood what it took as far as ministry-wise because so, so many people view ministry as, oh, well, ministry is you just get up there and speak and then you, you just, you know, angels come and visit you in your bedroom every night whenever you're reading the Bible and then whenever you wake up in the morning, angels wake you up and then they take the blankets off of you and then bring you your Bible and then you're just, oh, so happy. That never happens. Not one time. As a matter of fact, what, what winds up happening for me anyway is when, whenever I'm just being 
on point with God and I am praying and I'm doing all this stuff and and, and I feel like that I'm, I'm living up to it 100% of what I'm supposed to do, that's whenever it's the hardest. That's whenever life is just terrible. Like things start to break. My, uh, you know, stress starts to come, that sort of thing. And, and then I really have to begin to remind myself as far as the promises that God has given me. And again, the majority of this is just because of the process that we're going through. And I would have never had an appreciation of that had I not known what it was like on the other side. If, if, if I never would have known what it was like to be like, you know what? God has called me to ministry. God has called me to work, but not put up chairs. He's called me to speak. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm just going to sit down and write. I would be a quarter of the person that I am right now. Not only that, I would have no clue, no idea how, and, 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 and th- this is for the church too, because I would have no idea how to relate to people on the outside. And that happens all the time. And that's what gets to me is that whenever people think that, that you know, well, I'm just going to travel around and speak. I don't have to work no more. I've been putting in 20 years. Well, then guess what? That's where you've stayed. Even if you've gotten smarter, even if you have more biblical knowledge, even if you are able to, you know, recite, regurgitate whatever rhetoric that you've heard from some other, some other major pastor, it doesn't matter. You haven't grown. Maybe your vocabulary has, but your spirituality has not. And that's the thing. That is the reason why we continue to go through this process no matter what. And the other thing is that whenever the chips are down is what tells you who you really are. Anybody can be a Christian, anybody can give, anybody can do the right thing whenever the right things are happening. It's whenever the bad things begin to happen, that's what tells you who you are and what you're made out of. I mean, I've gotten to the point, and this is hard for me to accept at times, but the process doesn't stop. The process doesn't end. So embrace it now so that in 25 years from now, you know, like, man, when is this ever going to end? No one ever told me that this was, and honestly... I think a lot of times they don't like as Christians, we are honest. It's like, Hey, guess what? Life is going to suck. Sometimes even whenever you accept Christ into your life, it's going to suck. There are going to be things that are going to happen that are not going to be fun. It's not going to be good. You're not going to be able to make your bills at times. Your family's going to fall apart or at least feel like they're falling apart. And you know what? At that moment is what proves who you are. So that is the reason why that this is so important that that the process is just as big of a deal as if not a bigger deal than the actual final result. Because how in the world can you make it to the final result if you're not willing to go through the process? I have no idea about the people that I am able to reach now that I wouldn't have been able to reach before had I not gone through the process. And the awesome thing is that I'm not done yet. And again, the, the, the thing is that I say it's awesome, but on a daily basis, it's terrible. It is not good. I, I do not like waking up thinking, man, when am I going to get my call? When is it going to be to the point, God, that I can just be full-time ministry? When is it going to be the point that I don't have to go work at this nine to five job and then just think about what I could be doing for you in this moment if I didn't have it? 
When is that going to happen? And you know what? It may never happen, but that doesn't mean that I don't keep pushing. That doesn't mean that I just write it off and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I just got to give up on that dream. No, that's not what it means at all. What it means is that that day is the day that I need to pray more. That day is the day that I need to read my word more. That day is the day that I need to reach out with friends and be like, hey, you know what? I need you to pray for me. Or, hey, how was your day? Seek inspiration. Seek whatever. Do not remain in the doubt. That's what needs to happen. And honestly, that's something that I struggle with at times. Now, I'm very good at reminding myself because it doesn't stay long, but I'm like, man, what if instead of spending three minutes a day doing that or 10 minutes a day or an hour doing that a day, I could get it down to 10 minutes or five minutes or three seconds? You know, what then? How much more could I accomplish? How much more whenever my focus changes and becomes on Christ, does it change who I am? I mean, at what point? And those are the type of things that, that, that I really think about. And that's the reason why, again, that that process is so important because it is just that. It is a refining process. It is a sanctification process. And even if you don't see it, you're still in the process. Be looking to the right. Be looking to the left. Be looking to grab something on your way there. Because I'll tell you this, if you don't pick up anything on your way or on the path that God has brought you to, you will not be prepared for what it is that you're called to do. It is impossible i mean because and i and i i honestly think that that the uh prosperity gospel has done nothing but hurt christianity especially how new christians view this because whenever i look at this whole thing and i see it's like well god will provide yeah god will provide god will heal but not whenever you want him to not every time He, he he isn't a slot machine I mean, you, you don't throw your money in a bucket and, you know, pull the arm down and hope that, well, I put in $25, hope 10 grand. Come on, 10 grand. I better hit 10 grand. Oh, no. God only gave me an opportunity to witness to people. Oh, man, yeah, this opportunity to witness is cool and all, but I really wish I had that 10th. Stop it. Our, our expectations have gotten a little just a little bit off center because Christ should be the center. And who knows? Guess what? I'm not saying this would happen, but maybe that person has the $10,000. Maybe that person has a 10000 and then, you know, they've just been gifted and they've been wondering, who can I bless with this? And because you were like, oh man, all I have is a chance to witness. You missed out on it. I'm, again, I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm, I'm saying you never freaking know. And this is my show, so I can say freaking if I want to. Just fast forward or don't listen to me anymore. I don't care. Oh, because I mean, I can already hear. I, I, I can't believe the language that was used. Can't believe it. He, he, he used the word freaking. Ain't this Christian? No, no, ain't Christian freak. Come on, man. Give me a break, bro. I was about to say something really ignorant. I decided to not to, but. Anyway, because I don't feel like recording this whole thing over again, honestly, not because I care about your feelings, but, you know, it is what it is. But that is really what is up now as far as following the process. Find whatever you feel like God is leading you to it and run with it. I'm saying run with it. Like, like, like just grab hold of it and run with it. Because here, here, here's the thing that, that I, I, I don't know or I don't understand with Christians especially. It's like, 
They say, well, I don't know if, if this is what God has for me. Run with it. Because, and, and, and here's why. I, I, I don't imagine God to be, you know, a have like a three-lane bridge where his hand is only underneath one of them and the other two fall off a cliff and you're you're not sure which one it is but you better choose the right one or else God's hand isn't going to come uh you know under you to protect you or soul you console you um or whatever I know some people's view of Christianity is that and that is not the God that I serve so it really changes what I believe you know it is so if you are running after what you believe God has for you, even if it's not necessarily his design, I, I, I don't think that he's going to just leave you to rot. I don't believe that's how God works. He's not like, all right, well, I, I'm going to take these plays off because we're playing Madden and I was thinking that you should call a play action and you're trying to run it up the middle. Uh, I don't think I'm going to block for you th this down. Um, Maybe next down. That's not who I believe God to be. I, I think that, that God is fighting for us at all times, even in our mistakes. And it isn't really a mistake if what you're doing is going after what the Lord, you know, or what you believe the Lord has called you to do. I mean, especially if you're doing it because you genuinely believe that God is calling you to that, even if it doesn't make any sense. To me, it's like, bro, so that didn't make any sense to you, no? but you felt like God was telling you to do it. Yeah, so you did it. So you were acting faithfully. You just didn't have an understanding that that wasn't from God. I don't believe that God punishes that. I really don't. Sorry. I mean, maybe some people do, but I don't. I, I don't believe that, that God takes time off. I don't believe that God takes plays off. I believe that, that we are to learn something. And I believe that, that we are called to learn from trials and tribulations and that sort of thing. But I don't think God's just going to abandon us. Trust me. And, and, and this is how I know that God isn't going to abandon you is because I was a complete and total idiot in my past. And yet God never left me. And I can show you example after example after example of where I should have gone to jail or this bad thing should have happened or I probably should have been beaten up and I wasn't or the times that I was that it really didn't hurt me that bad because, you know, it's like four on one and, you know, I decided to run my mouth anyway, that sort of thing. And I still came out of it like not 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 a black belt or, you know, anything like that at all. I, I just happened to be able to dodge real well and get out of the way. I mean, to me... That is a miracle. And not only is it a miracle, but if God will do it for me, God will do it for you too. And, and I think there's like this almost thought of like exclusivity where only pastors or only leaders, you know, have a direct connection to God, which is completely and totally false, by the way. If you think about this, whenever Christ was choosing... um you know, the, the prophets and the, the, the people to, you know, go, the apostles to go around with him. He didn't shake in. He didn't take anybody really from the church. I mean, you, you had the greatest minds as far as quote unquote spiritual and the, the greatest understandings in the whole entire nation. And yet you don't take them to me. That's a wake up call. Now, if I were one of those people, 
you know, in today's society, I probably wouldn't take it as a wake up call because then I would actually have to be different and change some things. But me being me, I wouldn't want to be them. I would rather be me and be in my position. That's just, you know, being real. So, I mean, I hope that you guys at least learn or take something from this. And basically, it's just keep on pushing. Keep going. I mean, I know that that I haven't been super spiritual and that sort of thing, but I really want people to explore the Bible themselves. I I, I don't want people to just hear a couple verses, which there are a lot that I I could provide. But what, what, what I really want from this is that this just be the beginning of the conversation. I think that that so many times people like to act like that they're the authority on something. So how they present it is like, this is the beginning, this is the middle, this is the end, da-da-da-da-da. And my thing is, your own personal revelation from God will trump anything that you hear from somebody else every time. 100% of the time. 60% of the time. 100% of the time. Not for real though. Um, 100% of the time. So that's just how I feel. Um, so what I really want again is just for this to spur a conversation, just for this to be the beginning. I, I want you to say, hey, this is the dream that God has for me. This is the only path that I see to go and get it. So I'm going to go and get it 100%. Don't just sit back and then just see what happens. And, and, and this is the crazy thing to me. And this is what I've learned from personal experience. People will tell you to sit back and wait and I don't buy it. Whenever Jesus, you know, talks about the miracles, or I mean, doesn't talk about them, but he performs the miracles, there's always action on the other part. People always came to him or, you know, went away from him or or, or whatever, but there was always action. And I don't think that you just, you know, kind of sit dormant. No, you walk your path. You begin to pick up things. And then you just go, and you know what? If you're in motion, God can guide you either way. It's whenever you're just inside those insulated four walls of whether it be your house or your church, that's whenever things don't move. That's whenever people can't reach their destiny. Like, I don't understand why God hasn't, you know, directed me to to my destiny. That's because you're standing still and not moving. If I'm moving at 100 miles an hour, you know, God can get me to the right direction. All he has to do is just, you know, change my focus a little bit. Just change my alignment. If you're not moving at all, I mean, he may be waiting just for you to get moving. So do that. Do something. Read. Pray. It, it, it doesn't matter. Do something. Do more than what you're doing right now. Even if you're like, okay, well, I can't really move on it. Well, you know what you can do today? You can pray a little bit more today. You can read the word a little bit more today. I mean, you you can seek counsel a little bit more today. Or if you're like, oh man, I don't know about any of that, you can encourage somebody else today. Because one of the things that really, you know, spurs or tends to be a catalyst um, as far as motivation is success. So maybe if if you give someone else, you know, a little push and then they become successful or they're a little bit more 
motivated, then they go in they're two steps ahead. Maybe that'll motivate you to be two steps ahead or, or just go ahead and get moving. But whatever you do, move. Do something. Whatever you're doing right now, write it down. Do two things more tomorrow that you didn't do today and then watch what happens. And again, I'm, I'm speaking to myself because I haven't made it yet. And I'm like, but I just did that yesterday. Okay, well then add something today. Don't don't become complacent. Do not sit back and just listen to what you know the narrative is. Whenever it's like, oh, you you should just wait. Now, I I, I don't think that you should just go and sell all of your belongings and move to Africa tomorrow without any real plan. Don't 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 get me wrong as far as you know that is concerned because that's definitely not the deal. You should at least be intelligent about it because God has given you, um, you know, a brain. God God has given you the ability to discern even sometimes w- w- without knowing um if God is telling you to or not. I mean, it, it's like there's a pit of alligators. I'm gonna jump down there and show that God will protect you no matter what by jumping down into that pit of alligators. And then you jump down into the pit of alligators and then you get eaten. Why? Because that was stupid. And, and, and God is like, yeah, sometimes he does move and he is miraculous. However, there are laws of nature and law of nature says he's a predator. Your food, you jump down there, you become his food. He eats you, you die. Now, if God directly tells you to go and jump into that, well, then yes, then that would make more sense. However, just going and doing it on your own doesn't make sense. So again, you have to be smart about it. You, you you have to be educated in your decision. But again, that's part of the process. Are you educating yourself currently right now about where you feel like the God is calling you to be? And if the answer is no, do that. Whatever it is. That's my advice. Get going. Get in motion. Stay, stay grounded. Stay connected. Get a good mentor. Pray. Read your word. And then whenever you pray and read your word, you know, execute what you prayed about and what God told you and also um, what you read in the Bible. Once again, this is Jonathan Cunningham, and this has been my not-so-expert opinion. Feel free to check me out on Twitter at Castle Law ENT. Once again, that's at Castle Law ENT. And I'll have another show for you guys next week. Until then, see you guys later.